Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I am bringing on yet another new and exciting co-host for you. She is a few hours behind me as far as time zones go. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of a background on her. Okay, She's a nationally recognized expert on human psychology with over 15 years of experience deconstructing why people do what they do. We're going to really dig into that. She is one of the few psychology experts in the industry with a comprehensive background that includes training doctoral level students, publishing scientific research, and practicing as a licensed psychologist. So before I start recording today, I think she's got a little bit of a dual personality going on. We're going to dig into that too. Uh, but she helps coaches, she helps coach set up with confidence and their zone of genius, uh, get inside their ideal client's mind, dominate their niche uh, using proven psychology strategies. And for those of you who are regular listeners of the show, I love some psychology. So she leverages her experiences as a tenured psychology professor, award-winning behavioral scientist, licensed psychologist, and consultant to help women get known as the go-to coach. So I'm loving the girl power right now. Welcome to the show, our co-host today, Dr. Lizette. Oh, thank you, Scott. So happy to be here. <laughs> so you got a hell of a bio. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> you've uh, you've kind of been around the block here a little bit professionally. Yeah, uh, you could say I like to do all the things. <laughs> And I love, by the way, uh, for our YouTube feed, uh, if you look in the right-hand corner there, she's got some Wonder Woman going on. So, <laughs> And I love, I love the vision board because I've had a vision board above my desk that's normally not in frame for, oh my God, a while. I think I launched it right after I started creating the Live the Fuel brand. And I recently just took it down. I've had it up and I've been back and forth, but I'm redecorating the office. And I said, I've actually achieved most of the stuff on the vision board. So I was like, if I really need another one, I'll build a new one and move into a whole different phase. So let's clean slate this thing. I actually took photographs of it and then uh, and just took it down like last week. So like you have a vision board. Uh, yes. What, do you, is this something that you cycle and change out or do you leave it there, stationary? What's going on with the vision board? Okay, so I usually do one at the beginning of every year um, to set my intention for the year in every aspect of my life. Professionally, um, emotionally, psychologically, of course, I got to do that financially, uh, physically, uh, um, relationships, every domain of my life, I figure out what is it that I want to achieve. And then I clip a newspaper, uh, not newspaper magazine clipping and put it up there. I like it. And, and that, that dollar is actually a dollar I found on the, on the street. So really? Have, yeah. It's, it's interesting <laughs> when you see the single dollar bill, like I had one on mine. And I wrote on it with a black Sharpie, which I can't remember if that's actually illegal. Are you actually supposed to write on money or not? Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. But I, I wrote on it uh, basically like $1 million. So I turned the one and then added the commas and zeros just for that vision. It's not nice. about it's not about being a millionaire, but it's just it's like achieving that level of growth. And I still have it, actually. I, I Even though I deconstructed the – actually, it's right here. I have it underneath a magnet that says, happiness is not a destination. It is a way of life. So yeah. it's still there. I just realized I did not take it down. It's right there. <laughs> yes. So where'd you find on the street? You know, I found it um, near a YMCA. Okay. I yeah, at a YMCA, basically. I was walking inside and it was right there in plain sight. And I had to do one of those like double takes. Like, is somebody playing a trick on me? Because it's right here in plain sight. How is it that people passing by missed it? And so I was like, it was meant for me. <laughs> you know, okay. So I've brought up on this show... We've got, uh, as of this morning, we've aired episode 142, and the show's barely over a year old. So I, I, I launched two a week, so you'll be, you'll be out here in the next couple of weeks when we air this. Um, so when people are hearing this right here, right now, like literally, Lizette and I would have just recorded this a couple of weeks ago. So anyway, as you're listening to this, I have a great question already, and I told you, we go up in format, and I go off the cuff. You, with the dollar you picked up, you looked around left and right, right? These are social things we've kind of psychologically learned. And I've had the same thing where I find money and then I feel guilty, right? It's like, wait a minute, what am I supposed to do with it? Because I love charity work. And actually, real quick on this, I'll, I'll plug you in. As of the first of this year, I've officially switched my business into what's 
being now called the four purpose business model. So, huh? so for this first quarter, until I get used to doing it and knowing where all my money's going, I'm setting aside an automatic transfer that happens weekly. All, all gross income hitting my business before I even touch it, 1% gets removed into a special bank account that's being set aside for like 501c3 type stuff, donations, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy because um, now I'm aligning my success you know, with a for-purpose model, right? So that's nice. But let's go back in time here to my point here is when you find money on the ground, why is it psychologically that most of us are ingrained to feel guilty? <laughs> I don't understand it. Not ours, and we didn't work to to earn it. Is that it? Is that it? Man, yes. okay. But then, and then it's like, wait a minute. Do you, do you fold it up and put it in your pocket? Do you not? If there's nobody else around, do you go donate it right away? Uh, I don't and know. And does the amount matter? Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. So is it the monetary value? Like, what do you observe? I mean, do you ever, do you ever talk to this? Any of you, cause you obviously have a, you have a, you have a couple different businesses, right? You have a, your online brand, then you have your practice. And I know, yeah. you know, professionals like you can't talk about a lot of the stuff, but in general, has anybody ever brought up this type of question? About finding money on the street? Well, something as simple as that, or just, I guess, oh, it, like it, an issues ethical, with money. Moral yeah, exactly. Ethical moral dilemmas around money and finance, stuff like that. Yeah, it's something that a lot of people have talked to me about. Um, and like feelings of guilt of what it means to make money when other people don't have any. Hmm. Um, and like, how do you know when enough is enough? And at what point do you become greedy or kind of like just constantly wanting to make more money? And so there are people that have these pictures in their head about what it means to be wealthy, to have abundance. Yes. And so yes. if, if, if it's, if they associate a negative um, picture with, with having money, it's going to hold them back from being able to run their business successfully. And they have to really change those pictures to be of, you know, making more money means I will have more freedom to do what I want and give chair, you know, make donations and, and set up charitable organizations and things like that. So it's not about just me, me, me. It can be me and, it could be we. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Me and we. That's nice. I like that. Well, have you ever heard of uh, Christina Wise online? She's no. Her brand's called the Wealthy Wealthy Life, and she has the Wealthy Wealthy podcast. And obviously, the one, the one version spelled monetarily, and the other one, because she's a health and wellness nut like me, is, is spelled obviously for wellness. So, But she talks a lot about that. Actually, we she and I just had a co conference call earlier this week with my fiance because she and I come from two different backgrounds. And mm -hmm. by the way, I'll, I'll tag it back to your, your branding. Like I'm a marketing nut, right? So a tagline on your site, which I'll share here in a second is, you know, you ask, you know, what to, do you want to know the four steps to captivate your ideal clients, uh, heart and uh, attract consistent leads, right? So you're, you're tying some psychology to business. So for me, I love psychology. I love business, but I didn't grow up with a lot. I've had to earn everything. And I'm not saying she didn't, but she came from a better, I guess, uh, financial foundation. And like she lives with no debt, no, pays everything off every month, whereas I'm now officially getting almost there. Like I just wiped out another account today. And so it's exciting to see that. Like I'm basically by the end of the year, I'm, I'm going to be way the hell better than I used to be. But the point here is I ended up having a conversation with her and getting them all on a call together because one of Christina's niches is to get people past that the indifference, right? Like you're, you're on a different place. And if you want to build not just a business successfully and embracing money and finance, like you just hinted at, but at a love and a relationship level, you know, are you on the same page? Are you building towards the same goal? And, uh, it's, it's almost like a, I don't know, I'm not really bringing on a therapist per se, but I'm bringing on almost a guide just to help make sure that, I, you know, we, she and I, both of our mindsets are being tuned in on the same level. Have you ever heard anything like that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you both have different stories about what money means, what it means to have to make it, and how hard it is to keep it. Hmm. So that I mean, that's gonna play a role on how you handle money and how you perceive it and how you spend it and, and what it means to make it and what you have to do to earn it. Yeah, agree. Good. So yeah. we're on the same page. So as I kind of, kind of hinted at here, uh, and actually I'm going to flip my, my screen share on for the video feed. I was just talking about your site, right? So again, to our listeners, it's drlizette.com. It's a single Z double T 
with an E on the end.com. So why did you choose to take your big brain of psychology, which I'm loving, and start connecting back to captivation and lead generation, which is very, very important in anyone's business, big or small, brick and mortar online. We all want more leads and more business uh, in the right way, though, too, ethically. So I guess what made you start connecting to this? Yes. So when it comes down to it, marketing and sales is understanding people. Um, Emotions are what gets people to take action and they rationalize their decisions with logic. So you've got to really understand what it is that your target market is really wanting, what their thoughts are, what is keeping up, keeping them up at night. What do they wish they could be able to do? What's their vision? How painful is whatever it is that they're going through? How is it affecting their life in every aspect that's important to them physically, psychologically, uh, financially, you know, relationships, all that. And so if you don't really understand your target market, you're not going to be able to position yourself as someone who is the best person to help them with the problem that they have. And also, you're not going to be able to articulate in a way that makes sense to them what it is that they need. Um, and that you can provide it for them. So you got to really understand what they want, um, what they want to eliminate, how it makes them feel, um, how it makes them act. For example, if somebody is struggling with, um, you know, weight, maybe it holds them back from going to the beach, hmm. right? So what does it make them do and what does it make them not do? So it makes them not take pictures. It makes them not go to the beach. It makes them hide and not go on video or whatever. Um, so, so being able to tap into the thoughts that they have about what it means about them to have this problem and their future, how it makes them feel and what it makes them do or not do. And so when you can match that with who you are and how you help them, they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, you're like in my head. How do you know what I'm going through? Well, and, I need to talk to you. And the section of your site, um, I, all I did was simply scroll down, which is, I love how clean your site is. And you have a, I'm highlighting a section right now as you explain this, right? So you, your big t- your big font right here is basically talking about coaches. So would you say, you would say that's like the biggest target market for how you help people professionally as you're really trying to target, which is what I'm getting right from here, like coaches that, hey, are you the coach who gets how to figure out how to attract the right clients? Or are you the one who's like still in limbo and you're just kind of like, reaching out there and grabbing whoever you can find. And then you're finding out later that you, you weren't actually able to help them because you're actually helping the wrong kind of client. That's what I'm getting off of this. Yes. So being able to clearly and confidently articulate what it is you do, like nobody else can, who you help specifically with that and why it is that you are the go-to person and being able to like, not, you know, you're good. But you got to let your audience know that too. Mm -hmm. And so being able to match that. Well, I like that because I'm always reminding people the power of getting testimonials, right? It's like, okay, well, it's not just you believing in yourself, which in the marketing space, I tell people all the time, in the beginning, sometimes you have to be the only one singing your praise. Until Mm -hmm. you've built the clientele or you've built the network or you've built the relationships where people do respect you and they are willing to speak up on your behalf. Then lock that content down, man, get that documented, whether it be a video piece or, um, like as you have here, for example, I'm going to scroll right down. Here you go. Testimonials, perfect timing. Um, so I love the fact you're already incorporating that because how many people aren't doing that? Like they don't have the confidence to ask. Why, why do you think that is like, why do you think a lot of us are holding ourselves back and saying, you know what? I'm not even thinking about testimonials yet. Of asking for testimonials? Yeah, right? Because like most people aren't even asking. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Two things. One is fear of rejection. What if they say no? Perfect. That's why I want to The other thing is, well, if they wanted to, they would have offered. And Mm. the thing is that we don't do things on our own. We're kind of just lazy by nature. That's why when you're doing a live stream, you've got to tell them, hey, Give it a thumbs up. Give it a like. Give it a heart. Comment. You have to have a clear call to action. It may seem obvious to you, but it's not obvious to others. And maybe it is obvious, but you have to like tell them what you want. And sometimes we're just afraid of getting a no. 
And what I tell people is that it's not a personal rejection. It's just maybe there's a mismatch between what you do and, and who you're talking to right now. Well, I love this point because right now in t early 2018, live videos are still very strong right now. For now, algorithm wise, in the fa especially Facebook world, right? It's, right. There's no... There's no faking it, right? You are live. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, if you if you say shit or you say like whatever, it's like, hey, man, first of all, those words have those words have become more acceptable socially. I'm hearing them on like regular general radio now, and they'll even work in things like that. That's why I tell people too on the show. I'm like, I'm not going to edit anything. Uh, I never want to hold back somebody's passion, and, and because they're worried about accidentally saying the wrong thing. If that's your natural style of of speech, I'm just going to let it flow. I mean, granted. I haven't had people like Gary Vaynerchuk on here yet. <laughs> One day. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's uh, I, I had a whole different level. I'll just say that. Uh, but mm -hmm. I love what you're going with here because live video is very viral right now. And yeah. that is the common thread that I've seen for a lot of people. We're afraid to put ourselves out there. And it's funny because my own fiance and I have other friends like, man, you've been doing a lot of Facebook live lately. Uh, I don't want to see that. And I said, like, well, then don't watch. <laughs> Because I was like, I'm busy building a brand and I'm, is also, I'm busy talking about my podcast. I'm busy talking about my branding or I'm trying to share because I'm a health and wellness nut. I'm trying to share positivity in social media because there's too much negativity. So if anybody ever watches one of my Facebook videos or my YouTube videos, it's usually more going to be on something positive, constructive or life hacking because there's too much negativity out there. So I was like, fine, I have made the position to break out of my shell years ago and say, great, I have no problem getting on stage, getting in front of a camera and rocking out some positive content. So that's my, my choice. <laughs> yes. And so they're just not your people. And that's <laughs> they're your exactly people it. in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> not in your business. Well, the fun thing is like, do you have a YouTube channel? I do, but I haven't really done a lot with it. So, I usually do Facebook lives. So here's a fun thing for you. Um, I, I switched over to doing what we're doing today, right? Using the Zoom platform, mm -hmm. double recording. Yeah, uh, just Because I'm like, I'm already going to sit here and record anyway. Might as well put it out there. And if you were doing it on Skype, people sit there and watch each other on video anyway over Skype, except it's hard to record off of that. That's why I pay for Zoom and I invest in my business. And I said, like, wait a minute, why? I just hit record on video too. But the whole point here is this. If I'm going to publish to the website, it gives me more content for the site. Plus, you're into psychology. Uh, when I studied psychology, I learned about the VAC method, the visual auditory kinesthetic of, of learners. So it's like, well, some people are, obviously podcasting is targeting the auditory person, but what if someone's visual, mm -hmm. right? So and like, then reading, like you could take snippets of this and make it into a blog. See? Or email. Go. But the funny thing is, so I've had people now, uh, I don't have enough time to focus heavily on YouTube, so I'm just pushing content. Like, I'm not going to overly polish it. I tell a lot of my co-hosts, I'm like, listen, like when the show ends, I'll hit stop on the audio for the podcast. And then we might wrap a little bit. And sometimes like there's been an additional five minutes of video added on. And I don't care because I'm not going to edit anything. I'm just going to publish it. I'll throw a nice cover image on for the YouTube channel. And that's it. And the funny thing is, in the past two months... I switched over in episode 51. Now I got 142. So do the math. From 51 on, we've been publishing video. And that's it. Two videos a week. And now I'm, I'm seeing increased traffic to YouTube. I've now seen over, uh, approaching 200,000 views of my channel. Um, I've increased by 150 followers just in the past 28 days. Wow. And I'm not, I'm just pushing content because YouTube is seeing me as a content generator. Right. So, and maybe my keyword work is working and stuff like that. But long story short, if you're gonna if you're gonna be doing video anyway, so here's my hack, real quick. Do you do you, so? Do you do Facebook lives? Yes. Ah, girl. So when you finish <laughs> your Facebook live, you know how you finish, and then it says you know it's uploading, and then you can you can hit post. Before you hit post, you ever see a little square with a download arrow, and you can download it to your like your iPhone hard drive, for example. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I download it to the iPhone, let it go live on Facebook. And then I take the, the that video and then through an app, I upload that to YouTube then too. So it's like, I just dual purpose the content too. So I also have other videos on YouTube too, but if I'm going to publish it to Facebook before I, you know, hit post, I make sure I download the video onto my phone. Now I've got the content. Well. So yeah, not sure if you've ever done that, but try that out. Yeah. 
Definitely. So, sorry, we're geeking out about video, but, uh, but psychologically, most people are afraid to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And see, the thing is that video is so powerful. It's the next best thing to seeing you face to face because people get to see the passion that you have. They get to see and make a connection with you. Um, and the thing about live is that it's in the moment and people love seeing your dog come in (laughs) or, well, right now, if, if I open my door, my my Roomba would come in. Oh, uh, there you go. That, that's that's something new for this year. I, I literally just got home from the gym, and I was finishing a phone call before you, and I I was out in the car finishing it, and my because he was on Zoom too, because I could you could do Zoom from your iPhone too. And I was coming mm-hmm. from the gym, finishing that call, and then setting up for you. I walk in the front door, and I'm like, oh, I forgot it's Roomba time. And the Roomba, I almost trip over the freaking Roomba, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna close the door so Roomba can't come in here. But that could have been fun. We could have had Roomba coming in, you just hear him. <laughs> You know, we named him Marshall. Uh, we get Marshall be clean in the house. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I'll start doing that. I'll have our Calvin, the coon hound and Marshall, the Roomba. And they'll start being, cause we have a coon hound dog. So, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Because people really like seeing the authentic you. They want to be able to connect with you. And if you come across as too perfect and flawless, they're going to feel like, well, yeah, they can uh, have an amazing business or they can achieve all this because they've got it all together. Okay. And so you need to come across as real because then they'll be able to feel like, yeah, they know what I'm going through. And I feel like I can connect with them and the results that they provide can apply for me too, because they're human too. Okay. So let's, let's pause on that. Do you have an example personally of maybe your own like video transition into embracing it. Cause let's be real, even though you're professional and I'm, I'm pretty professional. We all started somewhere. <laughs> do you have anything fun? Yes, I do. So I was, um, doing a Facebook live in my bedroom and I have a baby. Um, at the, he's seven months now. Um, congrats. He was like, thank you. I have four year old twins too. Oh, dear so Lord. Had- Okay, you're, yeah. you're literally talking to the guy wet that has a fiance who paid for the surgery before I even got engaged to her. Uh, so we we don't want kids. <laughs> oh, yes, you you definitely do not want kids. No, she's just you like, are you ready for that? And I'm like, well, that's more commitment than the ring. I was like, so I'm good for a while, right? I don't have to give you the ring. She's like, no, 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 you still got to do the ring. But she's like, we're t- we're doing this. She's like, I don't want them. You don't want them. We could be the cool aunts and uncles. So I was like, all right. You know what? Just kind of a side note. Um, <laughs> I used to be that person that would look at parents on the airplane. And I'm like, I am not going to be that parent who just not control my kids. <laughs> yeah. And now you got three. Yeah. That's a little different yeah. now. I have so much more empathy for them. <laughs> For for people like me. <laughs> oh, I have empathy because uh, I, I will, I will, I don't just like look at that and be like, oh my God, you, you guys suck. It's not like that. I'm like, oh my God, I, that just looks awful. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I'm not going to lie. I wish I would have taken a little bit more time to explore the world to yeah. travel before that. But I, I'm going to break an age old rule. Like I'm, I, cause I think I'm older. Uh, I'm, I'll go ahead and say I'm 40. So you have three kids. Where are you at? Are I'm you, 36. Oh, so yeah, you're young. Okay. So, cause I'm, I'm hard. I'm like really Gen X and, and you're like, how do you call that? The younger one? Are you the young, you're on the cusp. You're, cu- um, you're cuspy. I, you yeah. You're cuspy. I'm, I'm kind of like, sometimes people include me in the millennial, but I'm like borderline. I think millennial is 81 <laughs> and later. I'm, an, I'm 81. There you go. Say you're total cusp. See, okay. Again with this split personality. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, my, my fiance is 35. So we're five years apart. And she's like, I was like, are you sure? And she's like, well, it's easier for men anyway. And technically, if you got a really good person, it is reversible. But if I would have th- said that to this to the doctor, he would not have let me do it anyway. I'm like, no, no, no. I've never wanted him. I don't even think about it. I don't know. If, I, I, I've, I've, been, I've been coaching kids for years in sports. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, we're getting off on a side note. I want to get back to the fun video. So besides being twins and, and the new seven-month-old, is this baby related? Yes. Ooh, what we okay. got? So I was doing a Facebook Live and I was getting to a really great point. And there was silence as I was about to say it. And then <laughs> the baby starts crying. And I like look and I'm like, 
looking in my eye, like left roll, to right. And I'm it. like, what do I do now? Do I keep going? You gotta or do roll I with it. Go get my baby. And so I'm like, you know, guys, this is real life here, real life. And so I just grabbed my laptop because I was going live on my laptop and I just start walking. And like people told me that they enjoyed seeing this happening in real life and how I handle. I think it's, there's two sides of it, right? It shows yeah. number one, you're raw and you're real. And it shows you, you have the same hustle. It also shows how, listen, if you want to be entrepreneurial, it takes commitment, but it doesn't mean you stop yourself from your goals. Like you right. keep going, man. Like, okay, I've got kids. Doesn't mean I can't build a business. Right. And right. that's a great example that you're, you're, you're actually, it to me looking from the outside in, I know I'm just a dude, but I'm like, you're inspiring and motivating other young professional women to get after it. Thank you. Thank you. That's my goal. I'm really passionate about that. Um, so you could drop that air mic on that one. Like, that's right. Yeah. I got babies on Facebook Live. <laughs> See, I can't do that. All I can do is have Calvin the Coonhound come in. Every once in a while, he'll do that. It'll be late at night, like 8 o'clock at night, because I tried moving my recording slots later to try and get past that bandwidth internet performance issue, like you know, 5 to 6 p.m. And then I, this past month, Calvin decides to do his Coonhound thing and just start getting like bored and howling and, and Kristen's out there and she's just like, I'm trying to keep him quiet, but I can't. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. I'm a dog owner. It is what it is. And, and you know what? You can, you can make a live stream out of it that, that is related to your topic. So for example, I can talk about like, you know, done is better than none. Yeah. If I wait until the perfect moment when my house is very silent, um, I might never show up and somebody out there is waiting for me. And I'm not only depriving myself from fulfilling my passion of helping others. I'm depriving somebody who needs my message and they need it now because they are in deep need. Yeah. If you would have not have published this video again, listeners like listen to this, like she's dropping some powerful bombs right now. If we keep allowing the paralysis by analysis to hold us back in life, I've brought this up in the past as well. It's, it's you're holding back your true messaging and you don't need to get through to it. You don't have to hit 50,000 likes and 50,000 downloads. You just need to get through to that one person who truly aligns with your message or your lifestyle as you're hinting, right? Like there could be another fellow young professional, successful mom out there, maybe with twins, uh, looking to try and build something, uh, maybe a coaching practice because she spent years professionally already at building a career and then chose to say, you know what? I do want to be a mom and I am going to take some time and pause my career. And then mm -hmm. she's like, wait a minute, I don't want to pause. I, now I want to turn all the knowledge I learned in my professional field into a business. What if mm -hmm. I can become an entrepreneur? And that's what I'm hearing. It's like, guys, like go, you're saying, go for it. Show the transparency. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's honest. It's raw. And no one can ever say you're faking it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I'm all about, um, you know, be authenticity, but also also coming across as an authority. So you can do both. Sometimes people are like, well, if I let the real self, my real self show and, you know, I have my imperfections or if I stutter or have like a brain fart or something or say I had a brain fart, use words like that. People are going to think that I'm not an authority. And I get this sometimes like people are like, oh, you don't seem like a professor. You don't seem like a doctor. I'm like. What, hold on. So wait, what do you have? So here's the best part. I would respond with like, so what would you expect me to be like? Uh, I mean, are we watching the old school movies where the professor was like this stuck up perfect robot that is not real life? Like people have lives. Like you don't have to be this perfect template. Actually, I don't like that. I don't like perfection. Yeah. 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 Authenticity and being yourself has really become more of a thing now. So yeah, live stream is definitely um, surpassing the scripted videos, pre-recorded type of thing, just because it adds that real genuine dimension to it. So do you find that, uh, and, and would you say that that's your your primary target audience, right? So we have if we have coaches listen to this, is that's your primary audience, right? And I'm also getting a vibe that you really love working with the female demographic. Do you also have male clients too? I have male. Actually, this is interesting. Again, part of my split personality. <laughs> in, 
in my role as a psychologist and as a researcher, I focus on men and masculinity. Hmm. So it's really interesting um, where I talk about the pressure to be the financial um, provider and showing emotion and being able to, to deal with your stress and things like that and that work-life balance, things like that. So I have like different segments of how I help people. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm actually but, switching the screen share back over to your services page because I like, you know, the psychology of client attraction. So you're saying you, you do connect with men and women differently, it sounds like. You got a different yes, demographic I, there. I like yeah. that. Yes. So, yeah. Um, but with the psychology of client attraction, I really am passionate about helping women who are high achievers and, you know, they want something more. They've kind of right, like reached this level of plateau. They feel like, what's next? What's, you know, I, I want to see what else is out there. And so they want help to be able to package their other knowledge and education and skills and talents into a business that is going to help them fulfill that passion that they feel is lacking and also make an impact while making an income. So are you, so what I'm hearing, and I'm, I'm just trying to dissect this. So, cause I, so check this out. I don't brand myself as a coach, but yeah, I call myself a psychology of client attraction expert. Cause I, yeah. I like that. Right. Cause there's, let's be real. It's a mouthful you know, though. <laughs> I'm actually gonna, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. You don't have to, there's too many freaking coaches out there right now. Okay. No offense. I, Listen, millennials, for example, they're my target audience as well as the Gen Xers because I believe that, and I don't know everything, right? I'm always looking to level up. I have a coach. A quick tip to our listeners. I've said it before. Every good coach should have a coach, right? Everybody yep. should be looking to level up or else you're running out of content to help people with. Um, but anyway, my point is this. I don't brand myself as a coach, but I've actually been, uh, my earlier career, I was in management uh, with a big company and they literally stripped us of our managerial titles, sent us to a, with a consulting company to a big two week training retraining event and turned us into coaches. They wanted us to really dig deeper into the behavioral sciences behind our employees and learn how to behaviorally uh, coach, develop, train them and then career path them in the organization. Powerful stuff. So technically I have been a coach. I've also been a USSA ski race coach for 11 years for kids. I'm a certified CFL one CrossFit coach right now. I'm, I've done professional cycling and racing and I was a spinning instructor for six years. These were all, I, I believe in bouncing business and fitness. That's kind of like my thing. Um, so I've been teaching and training and coaching people for years, but I don't brand myself as a coach. Uh, so would you say that a lot of your coaches you come across do they have some of the background that I have or are these people looking to build themselves from no coaching background into a coach because they're really passionate about something that they care about? I've always tried to understand this. So it sounds like you have these kinds of clients. I don't know. Yes. So people who have a certain level of skills that they can monetize. So being able to put all their knowledge and experience into a business. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking about like, starting from scratch, learning Microsoft Excel, if you've never even done that, or like, no, take what you know now, what you enjoy doing and monetize it. Good. I like that. Work within your zone of genius. Yeah. And actually, uh, have you ever, you ever worked with uh, Gallup testing? Yes. Strings finder. Yeah, there it is. Hold on. Boom. Yeah, I have that book too. <laughs> yeah. I actually used this with one of my clients uh, right before the holidays. She's never heard of it. And I said, listen, you're putting your whole team through this just as an exercise. Yeah. And she never realized she learned a couple things about herself and her employees. She has millennial employees. I was like, listen, you're, you're now, you're not just employing these people. You are building their future. So it's like, you need to understand some of the strengths that they're bringing to the table. Are you sending them the wrong kind of workload? Are you putting them in the wrong positions? Is this why those projects are failing? Because they're not meant to even work on something like that. It's we're so we're still taking the data and working with it, but it's powerful stuff. I love it. So I did this yes. first time I'd read this book was back in 2012, 13. I don't even know. <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> the number one strength that comes up for me whenever I take that exam, that um, test, yeah. it's empathy. I used to be Ooh. so upset about that, you know? Why? Because I felt like it wasn't a, like, it was too mushy. <laughs> and and for me, it comes so naturally to me that it didn't feel strong enough. 
I wanted like strategic or, you know, um, like something more. Or like, uh, or like leadership or command, yes. command is yes. one of the strengths, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's for a while, I was like, oh, empathy, that's, 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 that's not good. <laughs> and so but, I, but you're, you have a psychology background. The exactly. fact that you can connect with people and empathize with them in sales and marketing, for example, you know how powerful that is. Heck customers, oh, yeah. customer service, like being able to empathize and not fake it. That's pretty it's, powerful. Very powerful. And I've come to embrace it because let's face it, if you can't connect with your customers and clients, you have no business. If you can't connect with people, what is there? It doesn't matter if you're great at what you do. If that connection isn't there, there's nothing. Hmm. Okay. I like it. So so now you do embrace your strengths. (laughs) Okay. It's funny because one of my strengths is, uh, is woo which I never even knew. Uh-huh. I never saw until that test. I never saw somebody put that like in that wording. I was like, right. oh, okay. It doesn't sound professional enough, right? No. And then I, so I embraced it like years ago, I listed all the strengths in my LinkedIn profile. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I have a buddy of mine. He's like, he's a, he's a professional IT security guy, like hacks banks. He gets paid to hack banks and stuff. So he does not have an online footprint, but he does go into LinkedIn and he, he, he texts me one day and he's like, what the hell is woo? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I found your LinkedIn profile. And I said, you're not online. He's like, I can find anything. And I said, okay, I get it. But like, that's what you text me about is, is, is what is woo? I'm like, think about it, bro. I'm a sales and marketing professional. I was like, I, I make friends easily. I ne- I've been a network guy for years. It was like, what do you, th- it's a natural strength apparently. So yeah, embrace it. <laughs> Yeah. And I think knowing what your strengths are is going to position yourself to be better prepared to do things that are within your, within your zone of genius and are naturally a a natural fit for you and not try to force yourself to do things that do not align with your interests and your skill set. I like And not be disappointed when you can't do these other things because there are other ways you got to just figure out a strategy that works for you. There are different ways of getting to the same endpoint. I want to dig into that disappointment piece, but real quick, I actually, I did not ask you, do you have a hard out time or because like we're coming up on, you know, a tight window. So I just want to make sure Um, I'm honoring your time right now. So yeah, yeah. That was a phone call that I got about a client, Um, but I can, I'll spend a few minutes. Okay. All right. So real quick, there's so much disappointment in life, right? Mm -hmm. And you being the professional, especially professor, um, would you agree or disagree that a lot of our disappointment that we allow to impact and allow into us is self-generated? Of course. Okay. Because um, there's a statistic that like about 80 to 85% of the things that we worry about never become a reality. It's all in our head. Yes. So why is that? Because we are so afraid of these worst case scenarios. And when it really comes down to it, it's like, Fear of not being good enough. If you really dig through all the layers, it really comes down to our own self-worth, being rejected, being unlovable. Um, that's why people don't go out there and um, ask for the date. That's why people don't go out there and ask for the sale. Hmm. Because if they say no, what does it mean about them? So you really have to have a strong mentality coupled with a right a strategy for whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Now, is this some of the stuff that you're also working with your coaches and your clients as well too? Because I, I in the past probably three months, it's become almost like a new slogan by accident, but because mm-hmm. I've coached people in health and nutrition, me being the health and fitness nut, I, I'm not just in the business space. I believe in, in the balance, right? That's why I created this podcast, talk about health, business, lifestyle, and you're easily flowing with it. I love it. Um, but I find that, or I found now over the years, it's, it's really started, especially the past six months, it's come into fruition naturally over the podcast. I realized that I start using the term, we're all at a different place on the timeline. And I think I'm using that to set people at ease. I'm like, guys, like when you come into this, whether it's your business, whether it's your coaching, whether it's your, you're trying to figure out your brand, whether it's a weight loss, uh, a, a new workout, a new sport, mm-hmm. dude, it's okay. It's, you're just, you're a beginner now, but then you will be an expert one day. You just have to have the patience and allow the failure 
to happen as well, because that's how you're going to learn. You need the disappointment. You need the failure. Cause then it's like, okay, at first it's going to sting, but then it's like, wait a minute. Okay. What did I learn from that? So I now know, cause that, that emotional, that psychological trigger, right? That emotional trigger in our heads, right? When you make a mistake or something is painful in your life, you probably will not forget that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I tell people, don't compare your chapter one to my 10 or my sequel because it's not fair to you okay i was there you know like you're you have to be okay with where you are and not compare yourself to others who have already spent 10 years working on this and a lot of times people get that way when they see how someone's making six figures in six days or whatever and they're like why am i not making that well you don't know the backstory you only have a front stage um you know uh well how do i say this yeah okay this it's really good actually you only have a front stage view to their business or their life you don't have a backstage pass to all the stuff that's going on in the background right well and actually actually this is a perfect topic right so and because i again i want to get you back so you can check on your clients we're going to start bringing this show to a close but i want to screen share again because you gave me another web page here right so we got drlizette.com slash captivate so number one this is great. You know, you wish you had more clients. Obviously, like if I was a sales and marketing professional looking at it, I'm like, great, this is a lead capture page. But like, for example, how many professionals know they have a great service, already have it up on their website, and then never even pull the trigger on a way to bring leads into them or bring the right audience that you're looking for into your practice, into your solutions that you know you can bring forth. And I think that comes back to the definition of entrepreneurship. A lot of new entrepreneurs, and I was there at one point in time, we forget that if you look at the definition of a good entrepreneur is that we're just somebody who figured out a way to fix problems and we just want to make sure we're paid for it. Like you're, you're fixing someone's problems or helping them fix their problems, you know, for a fee, because if you're not going to get paid for it, then why the hell are you even doing it? Because we can't do everything for free. <laughs> yeah. And another thing is your clients and customers won't take it as seriously if there's not skin in the game. I love that. Thank you. You got to have skin in the game. And actually, the reason why I switched my business to a for-purpose model too also is I learned from somebody to say, listen, man, like you can't, you can't be a, a poor uh, philanthropist, right? Like you, <laughs> you need money to you give back. To give money, yeah. So if, if you're trying to impact the world and change the world, I've spent years doing, I've, I've built five homes for Habitat for Humanity years ago, right? Like I've done the volunteer work. I started there. You know, I, in my free time, I go and do, and I still do volunteer work. I do volunteer cycling events to raise money because I'm a fitness nut. But in the end, if I want to create real change, I'm sorry, this is capitalism. This is society. I realize that if I need to start making more money because then mm -hmm. I can then fuel other organizations or groups of volunteers and become right. that leader to help them do what I was doing years ago. And yeah. that's just leveling up your game. Exactly. So I love that. So, so anyway, and I'm sharing your page. So if our listeners go to drlizette.com slash captivate, why should they go to this page? Besides the fact that I love obviously the graphic, I love your tag on here. You're trying to, you're, it's an attraction checklist. You got four steps. Why do they need these four steps? Yes, because if you really want to understand what it is that your ideal clients and customers want, you're going to have to go through these four steps because I haven't seen anybody else really talk about it in this way from a psychological perspective that's going to help you connect with your ideal audience. Okay. So if I'm a coach, and check this out, I'm seizing the day right now. I want to see what this looks like. So I am going to go ahead, and actually I'm just I'm not even doing it right. I'm on video live. I'm, I'm actually sharing my email because I'm transparent. I really don't care. So... <laughs> There we go. Boom. And Be ready to get some stuff that's for women. Game on. <laughs> I embrace my feminine side. <laughs> I've actually, again, the only thing that saved my relationship and the reason why I'm engaged right now is because like she, she broke up with my ass for like three months, a couple years ago. And oh. because I was not willing to show vulnerability, mm. I was trying to be perfect. I was trying to be everything that I thought she wanted. And it's like, you wait sound a like the men that I help and research. Right. So it's like, wait a minute. No, no, dude. Like, so when, when she broke it off, it was like, okay, I was, I still had walls up. I wasn't, I wasn't letting people in, including her. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, so I, I went, I went from Mr. Self-development and professional development, which I have you know years of doing for professional growth. I'm like, wait a minute. I spent all this time hacking business and hacking marketing and hacking mindset. And yet 
the one thing in my life that I've never allowed to get unlocked was the romantic piece. I was a bachelor for years when I used to be a firefighter and everything else. So it's like, wait a minute, there's something missing. So I basically looked back inside over that three month period. I was downloading like relationship self-help and like videos and books. Cause I was like, all right, let's, 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 let's turn off the business development for like that three month period. And let's figure out, is there something that I'm screwing up? And yes. yeah. <laughs> and I want to point something out. The main reason that you actually did something about it is because the paint was bad enough. Mm. Um, she broke up with you. And so it got to a point where it was intolerable. And that's when people are going to make changes. And that uh, Captivate um, page that, that you have, it's going to walk you through the different steps that you need to take to be able to dig into that pain. I like that. And actually, real quick, because uh, I already entered my info, the screen that you'll see there is, yay, <laughs> your cheat sheet's on the way. Uh, I love it. So, well, listen, again, I want to respect your time with your clients, get you back to what you do best, obviously, as sure. an entrepreneur, making money, helping people. Um, I'm going to go look for some nice female-themed content because I don't care if it's female-themed or male-themed. It's hey, new, it's it's new no knowledge that I haven't seen. Business. <laughs> exactly, right? So, I will give you this honor as well, like I give all my co-hosts. I want you guys to be able to close the episode out uh, with some final words. And this is just your opportunity where if people forgot everything else we've already talked about today, like why Dr. Lizette or what is your, what is your all encompassing mission and, and message, right? Like this isn't all about making money and a successful business, right? Like usually if we're truly building a successful future, eventually we all reach that point where we realize, wait, there's a bigger purpose behind what we're doing. And I have found that when I've now been giving that to my co-hosts, I start hearing some great final words. So I just want to, not to put you on the spot, but like, that's how we want to close it out. And I'm going to stop screen sharing so we can see you again. There we go. Yes. Okay. Final words. I want you to listen to this. Live as if, and then you will. Okay. So what I mean by that is embrace that person that you want to become, visualize it, act as if it's already happening. And then it will become more easy for you to actually get there. If you need to fake it till you make it with public speaking or having the courage to go ask someone out for a date, then that's fine because your brain will start to actually believe that that's who you are, a confident, courageous individual who is living their life their way. Because one of the most highest regrets of people who are on their deathbeds is not having done what they wanted to do and taken more risks. So go out there and do your thing because life is short and you only have one. I love this. This is awesome. This, you are a perfect merger with my branding since Live the Fuel stands for living the, you know, live the fired up epic life, guys. Like this is why I left the corporate world and did the firefighting adventure for a couple of years and then went entrepreneurial. Like this is what it's all about. You got to seize the day, carpe diem, whatever you want to call it. So hang tight. I'll give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Lizette of drlizette.com. So if you're not feeling fired up, you need to go to our website, especially if you're a coach, and learn to get fired up and learn to succeed as a coach and finally get your acting gear because it sounds like she's going to help you do it. So again, check out drlizette.com and learn to level up with a true psychology professional. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that's another powerful episode. Thanks for hanging in there. Make sure you check it out on the blog content, the YouTube content. I will blow her up everywhere. You'll have all of our social media files and, and links in the blog post like we always do. And I close out all the shows just reminding you guys, keep living the fired up epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, 
go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free reef sources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle. And two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com. And number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there. And you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.